You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So without further ado, let's hit the road. Welcome to episode 36. And on today's episode, we're having some fairy nightmares. Not the little creatures, the boats. <laughs> so we're taking Lake Kuvu Ferry from Goma, Congo to Bakuvu, Congo. Then we're popping into Burundi, Bujumbura. We're taking the Lake Tanganyika Ferry from Bujumbura, Burundi down to Kagoma, Tanzania, and then to Kasenga to go to this remote chimpanzee sanctuary called Mahali National Park. So we're covering 460 miles in this episode, which will take us up to 16,400 miles. Covered a lot of ground in this one. <laughs> so picking up where we left off on the last episode, after our lovely unexpected day in Rwanda, it's day 225. And I finished that episode by saying with every great day that we had, you can always expect about a half a dozen bad days to follow. <laughs> 225 was one of those. So not even 12 hours later. <laughs> so we're up early. So we is my friend Claire, who I'd met in Nairobi, and we've been traveling together at this point about two months. We got up about 5.30 in the morning because Jacques, this knobhead that we'd met to see the gorillas, we couldn't shake him, basically. <laughs> so he said, oh, we have to leave by, oh, the ferry's supposed to leave at 7 a.m. Because he said it was a 20-minute walk to get to the port. So I go, okay, fine. Get up, pack, leave. Well... Our, the ferry boat was on the other side of the port and it was a lot. It took us 45 minutes. So now Claire's freaking out that we're going to miss the ferry. I, knowing African transport, knew nothing ever leaves on time. So we'll probably be okay. <laughs> and yet again, I was right. The boat didn't, the ferry didn't leave till 8.45 a.m. So we were there <laughs> plenty of time, basically. Got on board, gave them our second class tickets. So with second class, you could either stand in this little cordon off section on the bow, which was absolutely jam-packed already. Or they said, okay, you have to go down into basically the pits of hell. <laughs> which was, oh my God. So we go descend down into this boat. It's absolutely packed as well. Uh, and they just had wooden benches, but they were all full. So Claire and I had to stand next to the engine. Can't see any window, so it's very, very dark smelts of diesel and other smells and just ram-packed. It was just brutal. I mean, the whole reason we did this ferry trek rather than go by land through the Congo was because Lonely Planet was like, oh yeah, this ferry ride is just so beautiful, great scenery. And it was eight hours too. <laughs> like, oh my God. This is, I honestly felt like I was captured on a pirate ship or something from the 1800s. It was brutal. We were like, we can't do this for eight hours. So I was like, okay, let me. And Jacques was with us as well, unfortunately. <laughs> so 
I was like, I'm going to go try and speak to someone, see if we can get bumped up to first class. Talked to this guy, Porter or something, and said, you know, we can pay the difference because it was only a $6 difference. It was like $12 rather than 6 Mind you, we were millionaires in the Congo, Zaire at the time, because it was 6 million Zaire dollars to one. Yeah, second class tickets were 6 bucks, and these were 12 bucks for first class. And he was just, no, 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 not possible, not possible. And, and also people speak French in the Congo. So luckily I speak all right French. So I was talking to him in French. I'm like, come on. I think we're the only three Mazungus on the, the ferry at that point too. Mazungus are foreigners. No, no, no. So we go back down, tell Claire this. I'm like, this sucks. But luckily a nice little family kind of squeezed over and gave enough little bit of room that Claire and I could sit on one of the wooden benches. Still can't see anything. Like there was no windows down there. So it was just brutal. But um, an hour or so into the trip, I look around. I can't see Jacques. And I'm like, where has that dickhead gone to? <laughs> He's blagged his way up to first class. I bet you any money. Even though I tried to get the three of us up there. So I go back up to the, the porter who I talked to originally. I was like, where's that? Where's that Mizungu gone? He's like, first class. I'm like, why? Couldn't you let us two girls go up there and you let him? He's like, well, he paid the difference. I was like, we will pay you the difference. He's like, okay, well, wait here. I'll go check. So he leaves us standing for about half an hour. I'm in this little hallway waiting for him to come back. He comes back. He's like, okay, that's fine. Give me another, you know, 12 million and you can go up to first class. I was like, I said this to you over an hour ago. Well, anyways, go get Claire. I was like, we've been sprung. to first class <laughs> good to first class now of course we're already about an hour and a half two hours into the journey so there's no seats in first class either but there was a restaurant so we did manage to find a couple seats at a table and we also found out our first class tickets included breakfast so we were the last to be served but we got some breakfast as well which was great now even though for the restaurant i mean we got seats at a table so we were happy that was great but couldn't really see the views either from the restaurant so we kind of occasionally just walk onto the deck but it, it was pretty busy to catch the views but it kind of we lost interest and we decided right well let's just drink beer and play cards in the restaurant <laughs> guess we missed the views i mean luckily because we come through some other you know congo wish we would have rather got the bus down there to be honest because the views are amazing the congo is a beautiful beautiful country when you think of the heart of africa that's it. Very dense forest, palm trees and banana trees and ravines. And it's absolutely stunning. But we're stuck. <laughs> Very grateful we were up in first class. <laughs> Six more hours down in the pits of hell would have not been good. I felt sorry for all the local people down there, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, and that was another thing. Whilst we were waiting, when I was waiting for the in the hallway for the porter to come back to get us up to first class, who do I see? Jacques pops his head over and just starts laughing at us, going, ha, ha. So I just gave him the finger, and that is the last communication I had with him, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> we arrived in Bukavu at about 3.30, and we also met two American guys whilst we're getting off the ferry. So there was a couple of the Mazingas on there. And they told us that they're getting the Tanganyika ferry from Bujumburu down to Kagoma in Tanzania. And that's where we we're heading because we we're going to go to the chimpanzee sanctuaries. And that's at the time is the only way you can get there. But they said, oh, but it only leaves once a week and it leaves tomorrow at 5 p.m. And we're like, oh, man, because we had planned to stay in Bukavu or that area of Congo for a little bit longer because we were loving the country. Like I said, it was so beautiful. But then we didn't really want to spend another week. So we were like, oh, we didn't know what to do, basically. 
So we're like, okay, well, let's just find a hotel and think about it. So according to the Good Old Lonely Planet guidebook that Claire had, used usually was wrong about most of everything, <laughs> especially accommodation. Said, oh, there's lots of cheap hotels a kilometer from the port where we were at the ferry. So like, okay, so we'll walk. Of course, Jacques tagged along again. <laughs> I didn't speak to him, but he just followed us, basically. So we did come across a couple, but a kilometer. They were both full. Then we just kept walking and walking and walking uphill the whole way. We finally got on top of this hill two hours later, sweating. It was hot. And this must have been the slummiest, dilapidated part of any city I'd been to in Africa. It was brutal because one part was really nice, and then the other half total slum very very slummy houses were falling down and very dilapidated and it just didn't seem to get any better the further we walked as well so we're like what are we gonna do anyways there's a very loud brothel hotel there (laughs) which was like great and then but i noticed one just down a bit so i went check that out and they had a room but it didn't seem to be a brothel and it was not it was a lot more quiet so we grabbed a room there which was about 20 million a night for a double, so that was just over $3. And they did have uh, bathrooms down the hall, but by the time we got there, the electricity was out. <laughs> so, so of course, the electricity goes out at 7 o'clock. We, there was, we had to look for restaurants because, you know, we only had breakfast all day. No restaurants around, but there was a little market, so we managed to get, you know, buy some food there and then just went back to our, our hotel room and just shut the door to Africa. <laughs> really, we'd had enough of Africa for that day. So the next day, we're up at 6 in the morning and we walked across the road to where the trucks and the matatus were to get to Alvira, the next uh, town in the Congo we wanted, we needed to get to. We're like, okay, well, let's wait for a truck because we thought it might be faster than the matatus. No, it wasn't. It was an hour and a half wait <laughs> for them to fill up those trucks as, you know, fill to the brim. 50 people back there. I think they found like every unpleasant person in Bukavu to put on this truck because it was crazy. Just, yeah, not very nice people, really. And we literally shared sitting on Claire's backpack and mine was like standing beside me. And these three old ladies were just shooting us daggers of animosity because apparently we had too much room. Our knees were basically under our chins. Who of us sitting on a backpack? I mean, you couldn't couldn't get any smaller, really. So that was great. And then it was really bad roads again. Five hours of hell just brutal and to top it all off one of the old lady's grandkids or kids pissed on my foot (laughs) that really set it up it's like okay two back-to-back bad days great well where we were sitting we had to lean against the the metal rails so our bruises our back was totally covered in bruises and i honestly lost feeling in different parts of my body throughout the journey Because with my blood illness as well, my knees are not great. So it was just brutal. Very, very uncomfortable. Finally got to, luckily, scenery is still beautiful. Great ravines and lush green forests and all that jazz. Finally got to Olvira at about 1 p.m. Now we're trying to get this 5 p.m. ferry from Burundi. (laughs) So we're still in the Congo. Of course, we then had to wait around for a taxi to fill up to get us to the border, which was only about four or five kilometers. Taxi jams everyone in. And then I could hear that they... The driver said it was four million each at the time, but then I could hear all the other people in the taxi saying, "Well, that was too much. It should be two million, two million, which is right because it was only four kilometers." I said to Claire, "Well, let's just give him four million for the both of us because that's what seemed everyone else was paying." Just before we get to the border, the taxi blows a tire. <laughs> awesome. Get out. Everyone gets out. I get my bags. I give him the four million and start walking away. 
Well, he comes up, grabs me. He's like, it's four million each. And this is all in French as well, right? And I was like, well, that you told me it was 12 kilometers. It was only four kilometers. Plus, we didn't get to the border. You've broken down. We have to walk the last half a kilometer. So I think two million is fair. And that's what everyone else was saying. He's like screaming at me. No, no, no. He throws the four million back at me and then starts pushing me. And I'm like, I've had enough. You know, two bad days of traveling. I'm like, you know, screw you. Take your four million or nothing. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like I say, he kept pushing me and screaming in my face and then showing me his fist. <laughs> so I, I just smacked him on the head and <laughs> just kept walking. I don't even know where Claire was. She kind of walked off. We get to the border and now we have a whole circle of people. <laughs> like It's like a melee of people and him still screaming at me and pushing me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, right, let's find a policeman. This is crap. So find a policeman. I explain the situation in French to him. He was on my side at first, but then other passengers in the taxi came up and said, no, we, we all paid four million each and she only paid two million each. So then the policeman's like, well, you have to pay him the, the, the full taxi fare. And I was like, okay, fine. So basically like threw eight million at him there you go i mean it's ridiculous arguing over 50 cents or 30 cents like it's ridiculous lesson i learned don't be an idiot over such a little amount of money but like i said it was just an exhausting two days of traveling with a lot of crap and i just kind of lost it on <laughs> the few times and of course by the time we get to the customs to get our stamp this hot gossip had made it to the custom officials <laughs> So I get a lecture from one of them telling me not to rip off, rip off taxi drivers. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, fine. Can we just get our stamp? So get our stamp. Oh, I kind of cool down. We're in. And then we had to walk no man's land, which is about a half kilometer between the Congo and Burundi. Get into Burundi. We got managed to just get like a $10 transit visa for Burundi. So get that. It's now about... 3 p.m. ish, jump in a taxi to get to Bujumbura. Luckily, it was close by. So we get into Bujumbura about 3 30. And we're like, oh my God, this, this ferry leaves at five. So we jump in a taxi. And again, Lonely Planet says, go to this place called Sanaka to get your ferry tickets. So we get a taxi there, run in. Can we get two ferry tickets for tonight? This isn't where you buy the tickets anymore. You have to go to this place. But luckily, the lady came out and spoke to our taxi driver and told him exactly where to go. So we go to the right place to get the, the ferry tickets. I run in and can we get, have you got any second class seats left? And she's like, yeah, we do. I'm like, oh, thank God. When does the ferry leave? She's like, yeah, it leaves at 5 p.m. tomorrow. It's a day late. Oh, well, what a relief. That put the smiles back on our faces because we were super stressed out that whole day. Managed to get our ferry tickets. We got second class cabin and it was about $21 each. Oh, just happy day. So relieved. And Bujumbura seemed a bit like Bukavu and Goma, like half really nice and then the other half kind of slummy. Uh, we got a taxi to Mwenzi area, which is more in the dingier part for the cheap hotels. And then, of course, the taxi driver is like, oh, I'll take you to the best deal in town. It's on 8th Street and it's 1,500 Burundi francs for a double. So when we were there, it was about 200 francs to the dollar. Nowadays, it's about 2,000. Okay, well, it's a bit expensive, but we knew, you know, Bujumbura is the capital. So it's probably, and Burundi was a bit more expensive than where we were. So we're like, okay, that's fine. So we pay him, go in the hotel. The lady's like, oh, well, there's two of you. So it'll be an extra 500. So 2,000 for the double. I'm like, what's a double? <laughs> Like, what? Now, let's walk to this other place on 5th Street. Off we go. Walk to the 5th Street. I'm so glad we did because this was a little gem of a place. It was only 1260 a night. Queen-size bed. There was like a mirror and a sink in your, our room, which was, that's a novelty. <laughs> and even had a little attached side room with tables and chairs. So we're like, it's our card room. <laughs> 
So that was cool. And and also the bathrooms down the hall were really clean and the showers. And it was a proper shower, although cold water, but it was a shower, not a bucket shower. We we're happy. That was fine. So after our ice cold showers, <laughs> refreshing, we went out to find a restaurant somewhere to eat. And I was like, after these last two days, let's let's go to more of an upmarket place and get something nice, you know, besides the usual African fare. But of course, in Mwenzi area, it's just all African, which is okay. But, you know, just sometimes like a little bit something different. So we ended up having the usual rice, beans and cabbage. And then Burundi was also an ex-Belgium colony. So they had Amstel beer. So we bought four big bottles of those and just went back to our room, drank our beers, played cards. Happy days. The next morning day 227 again up at 6 a.m uh, we went into the city center and had a little walk around and we found this really charming little restaurant called oh delice had really yummy cheese omelet because it got that cheese from goma <laughs> and some petit pain and pot of tea and it was really nice part of the bujumbura really lovely so then we just walked around town to a few markets, just check, you know, souvenirs and stuff like that out. And then we decided, well, let's go to the American Culture Center to see if we can watch the news, because we had no idea what was going on in the world. Remember, this is 1993. There's no mobile phones. There's no internet. You can't just, you know, tap into your phone to see what's up. We had no clue. Watch the news. We're like, oh, I guess really nothing's been happening in the world. <laughs> Stayed there for about an hour or so, and we bumped into the two American guys who we'd met on the Kivu ferry. And they were like, yeah, we got our tickets to the Tanganyika ferry as well, so we'll see you on board. We're like, all right, that's cool, awesome. So we went back to Odelis for lunch. We had a lovely salad, because it's really nice to have fresh vegetables in a salad, because we hadn't had that for ages either. And some tomato sandwiches, another pot of tea. And a delicious custard tart. So as we still had a couple hours to kill, because, you know, our ferry wasn't until five, we're like, oh, hey, let's have a couple more Amstel beers. <laughs> you know, a little terrace in a restaurant. Did that, then go back to our hotel, packed up, got a taxi to the ferry port, because apparently it was dangerous to walk that way. I don't know. Once we got to the ferry port, well, there was two German guys uh, who was with this Aussie guy, James, who I'd met in Nairobi. So that was really cool to see him, because they were all on the boat as well on the ferry boat so we're like okay cool and then James had some hot gossip <laughs> from my Kenyan days so when I was in Lamu I rented a house with my Kate my friend Casey who I'd done the first five months of the trip with two other Canadian girls Susie and Christine and Susie was quite annoying like very opposite to me girly girl but so when we parted ways in Nairobi she was traveling with I don't know if it was her boyfriend but this guy, Scott, they were going to go to the Congo through Uganda to the Congo as well. Well, I guess in Uganda, Scott just couldn't handle her anymore and he dumped her in Uganda. <laughs> so I have no idea whatever happened to Susie. <laughs> so it was about 3.30 at this point and the ferry hadn't even showed up yet. Claire, let's go back into town and get some, pick up some food for the ferry ride because it was quite a long ferry ride, I think 14 or 18 hours. We left our bags with the boys and then headed back into town. Picked up some French baguettes and some cheese and some strawberry jam, homemade strawberry jam. Oh, and we also wanted to change some money into Tanzanian shillings because the ferry is in Tanzania, really. So we had a look around that, but again, it was the old traveler's checks, couldn't find anyone that give us a good rate for those. So we're like, oh, we'll just sort it out on the boat, I guess. So go back to the port. The ferry still hadn't showed up, but we just crossed the border. So exit stamp out of Burundi. We're now in Tanzania. And by this point, the American guys had joined the German guys in James as well. So we had a little posse going on, Claire and I and the boys. Claire and I had a second-class cabin, and then James had a second-class cabin. 
but the other boys all were in third class. So everyone dumped their bags or like ours and James's cabin. And then we went up to, onto the, the top deck, which was only for first and second class tickets. But Mizungus do sometimes get away with stuff. And because we we're all together, no one really checked our tickets. So we basically had the run of the top deck. And there was about 10 other Mizungus up there, foreigners. So that was really cool, actually. We were like, woohoo, party and home. Lake Tanganyika Ferry. <laughs> so later on, we went into the restaurant and had actually a pretty nice fish dinner. 600 shillings, Tanzanian shillings. So it was about 450 shillings to the dollar at the time. Then we had a couple of beers. And then John, one of the Americans, he's like, oh, he rolled a couple of joints. <laughs> You're crazy, bugger. Bringing that across the borders. We went to the back of the top deck and uh, sparked those up and brought our beers out there. It was great. Just sat and chatted to about midnight. It was awesome. And then went back into our, down to our cabin. Well, three African women had just taken over our cabin. <laughs> like, okay. So we ended up crashing in James's cabin because it was empty. But his door, the door was really screwed on his uh, cabin. And then we couldn't sleep because it was so stifling hot. And then you're sleeping on vinyl as well. So it's all like extra hot and slippy and just gross. I should have just went back up to the top deck and slept up there, but didn't do that. So it really didn't get any sleep. So we got into Kagoma at about six in the morning, but we had to wait for a couple hours because customs didn't open until 8 a.m. At that point, the door wouldn't open. So the three of us are locked in James's cabin. So we're yelling, like for just yelling out for someone to try and open the door. Finally, one of the ferry employees came along and he couldn't open it so he had to literally kick the door open and then for the rest of the day James had to carry the doorknob handle and the lock with him because <laughs> all of our stuff was in James's cabin by now oh my god but then we got to go out to Kagoma for the day in Tanzania that was cool so we all everyone like the 10 of us or however many of us all met at this rainbow hotel for lunch and just kind of walked around Kagoma. Claire and I went to find the tourist center to find out a bit more information of Mahali National Park. Because this was this pretty brand new chimpanzee sanctuary, which is where we were going. We found out yeah, it was $10 a day for camping. And then $15 park entrance fee. And $50 US for the boat to get you to the park. From where you get dropped off from the big ferry we were on to their the park headquarters, like return trip, 50 bucks. So we paid all that. And then they also said, you know, you have to bring all your own food and water because there's nothing there. <laughs> it's just the middle of this forest, basically, on the on the lakeshore. So like, okay, that's fine. Then we hit the bank, changed, got some Tanzanian shillings, got our food, got some water, and then got back onto the ferry boat. And Lake Tanganyika is beautiful. It's So you have Lake Victoria, which is a really big lake in the middle of Africa, and then Lake Tanganyika is south of that. And it's like the long, skinny, narrow one. So it's Tanzania, Burundi, and Zaire, and Zambia. After dinner, we had dinner on the, on the boat again with everyone. At about 7 o'clock, the boat, the ferry boat stops. And it just goes crazy. Like there's there's all these little fishing boats coming up to the ferry. There's people getting on and off the ferry and people yelling. And we're like, what's happening? Like, are we being attacked or what? Um, are they giving away gold? What's going on? Well, it's basically all just local people in their little boats that come up to the ferry and sell their food and things they've made to the people in third class because I guess they can't get to the restaurant. I don't know. But it was hilarious. It just went crazy. After dinner, we had another beer and then went and had another joint in the back of the boat. And the boys were making fun of us because they knew we had to get off this ferry at midnight to get to this little place that we were going to. So we were a little bit nervous about it. <laughs> Because this ferry's huge. It's really big. Midnight rolls around. I've got our bags. 
find one of the poor, like, okay, follow us. And then you have to go down to third class and just wait in this long queue in the dark. And it's midnight anyway, so it's dark. It's queued up to the, the, the ferry port door. So it just looks like people are just jumping overboard, basically. And you're about, I don't know, 30 feet in the air, three stories at least. And we get there and it's just a rope ladder thrown at this port door and you've got to climb down it. Like I said, about three or four stories with my 50 pound backpack on and carrying like grocery bags of food. <laughs> oh, please don't fall. Please don't fall. And then you get off the ladder into a little fishing boat, basically. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I felt like we were, I don't know, pirates or something, a Robinson Crusoe, like escaping into the night. <laughs> so yeah, get into this little fishing boat and then it takes us to shore. And then they had walkie-talkied to tell the the park headquarters boat that we have arrived so then it shows up and then we get on that and it's about it about two and a half hours to get to the park headquarters in this speedboat i say speedboat a boat with an engine <laughs> you know the pitch black we got to the park headquarters about three three in the morning or so so we can't really see much and there's really nothing there it's just a beach with a little bit of a clearing and then the forest uh, they did have a little hut, like without walls, so just a roofed hut. I think there's a little table under there and a very rustic outhouse and a little fire pit. That's it. <laughs> that was our home for three days. <laughs> so pitched our pitched my tent. Like I said, as usual, right after pitch tent starts raining. Awesome. Tent leaked a little bit. And with its broken temple, it still held up. So that was something. And then we might have slept, slept three hours or so. And that was it. However, you're going to have to turn into next week's episode to hear about our three days with the chimps, which was amazing. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a step along the way. And if this is your first episode, why not go back to the very first and come along on the whole 30,000 mile trip. And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. Okay, so tip one is about the Lake Kivu Ferry. Yeah, and it goes from Goma to Bukavu in, in the Congo. And it's between six and seven hours. I think it took us eight, though. It just felt like a lifetime. <laughs> but you can now also get smaller boats, and you two to three hours. And the cost is between 15 to 25. And if you have good seating, yeah, it's beautiful views. We just didn't. So don't do third class, whatever you do. Or second class, go first class. And I think that runs daily now. And then tip number two for Burundi, you need to apply for a Burundi visa from a Burundi embassy. You also have to have a yellow fever vaccination and proof of purchase like for flights and accommodation. And they vary between $80 to $150 for visas. And I'd say the daily budget is between $25 to $50 a day, roughly. 2,000 Burundi francs to $1. And then tip number three for the Tanganyika Ferry, the one we got was, it's called MV Morgonzo, and that goes from Bujumbura to Kigoma. And it, yeah, it takes between 14 to 16 hours. And it stops, it has a few stops, including Kasanga, the one you need for the uh, Mahali National Park for the Champs. But there's also another ferry that goes from Kagoma to Zaire, and that I think runs weekly. And that's called the MV Liambo. And that, I guess, is the oldest passenger ferry in the world. It's over 100 years old. And it used to be a German gunship from 1913, which they turned into a ferry. So that's pretty cool. And that's 40 bucks for first class and 30 
five seconds, 30 for third, Tanzania to um, Zambia. Okay, and then for solo female travelers, I felt fairly safe there, especially in Tanzania. I mean, that's kind of in future episodes. It's weird because Burundi, like I was in Burundi eight months before the, the big Tutsu genocide. Also, I was in Rwanda, but Rwanda, I didn't feel it. But in Burundi, I actually felt this kind of undercurrent vibe. It was weird. Like there was kind of a dark undercurrent. And then I was still in Africa when the genocide happened. Yeah, it's very, very obviously it was really sad. And but nowadays, Burundi, it's a bit like Rwanda. Like it's pretty affluent and there's lots of big houses, ex-colonial houses and things like that. So there's not lots to do in Burundi, but if you were to go, I think you'd be relatively pretty safe. Okay, so I think that's about a wrap for this episode. So we'll see you next Thursday for some chimp action. It was pretty cool. And obviously the website is always there, manyroadstravel.com for more info and... Leave your reviews, or you can even support the pod- podcast from $3 to help me out and buy me a beer. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, safe travels, one road at a time. Bye.